Let's pray. Father, we love you. Um, You are certainly always waiting with your arms open wide. Whatever our mishaps, whatever our um, rebellion, whatever our sin, whatever our life story might be, whatever components of it have caused us guilt or shame in the past, uh, we see through Jesus Christ an incredible, incredible forgiveness. You continue to fight for us, Lord. You continue to wait for us to return to you. We praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, guys, I'm, I'm going to be talking to you guys a lot, but the secret is everybody else needs to listen too because it's also <laughs> for them. It's kind of like the children's sermon. We, we reduce it down to the one thing we actually want everybody to take away that day, and we just make it fun so that you actually remember it. So, so this week, as you guys were trying to fill up two minutes, right, talking about something, some aspect of your life, you're saying, no, I didn't fill up two minutes, that's okay. I was trying to keep my sermon to two pages, and this is a first for me. So, um, but I hope that you guys one day can fill two pages of thoughts uh, with your faith, with your life, with your story. Keep a list of things that... Give, give that testimony in your life of what God has done for you, those events that God has pulled you through, which many of you shared about today. Those are very important things, um, and it's important for us to recall and reflect on those things as we go throughout our lives. So this was my confirmation verse, and I think the year was 1999. Yep, we were all preparing for Y2K and the end of the world, and... <laughs> Uh, so, so I had it easy. I was telling you guys earlier, I only had to memorize my verse. Uh, there were 60-plus kids in my confirmation class at a big church in Cedar Falls. So there wasn't time for anyone to actually prepare a speech or, or share any other thoughts. We just had to say our verse, and the microphone moved on. But this verse, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I don't know why this stuck out to me as a ninth grader, uh, but at that time... I felt like this, this was something that I didn't see reflected in the world that we lived in. And something resonated in this scripture that made, made me want to live out my faith and my life in a way that showed Jesus' take on how we treat other people, not just my own. And Jesus does this from the cross. We, we just had a Good Friday service a couple weeks ago here. And Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Jesus is praying for those persecuting him, even to the point of his death on the cross. So that was my confirmation verse, a little bit of my own story. I want to tell you what today is not. Today is not, it's not a graduation like school, although it kind of feels like that, right? It's not a graduation from faith. Um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, a He was a Lutheran pastor in Germany who ultimately lost his life in the fight against Hitler in World War II. Uh, He likened it to a bank account. A lot of times we treat confirmation like a bank account, and for the first 13, 14, 15 years of your life, you're depositing money, and then by the time you get there, you have enough to live on the interest. That's not what confirmation is. Um, This isn't meant to be the end of your faith journey, and now you just kind of coast on through the rest of your life. And then there's also this, uh, this study that was done, 3,000-some uh, uh, high schoolers, junior high students, um, and young adults were surveyed a few years ago in a big study, um, mostly youth that grew up in the church. 
And it was a book called Almost Christian. And this book found that the predominant religion, the main thing that you guys believe and, and high schoolers believe today, even those that grew up in church, it's actually not necessarily Christianity. It's a fancy phrase called moralistic therapeutic deism. In other words, it's a religious outlook that helps people to be nice, to feel good, and that leaves God in the background of your lives. He's kind of like on demand when you need him, but you don't really have to think about him on a day-to-day basis. I hope that doesn't describe any of you, or anybody in this room for that matter. I hope that you're not almost Christian. Um, a religion that is about being nice, feeling good, and, and just talking to God or asking for God to break into your life when you have an issue or when you have a struggle, that's not at all what Jesus modeled for us. That's not at all what his disciples and the apostles modeled. It was something very much different. So I don't want you to be almost Christian. I want you to be passionate Christians who know Christ deeply and make Christ known to other people through your lives, through your words, through your actions. And I don't just say this because it's my job, but it's because I know Jesus, and that is incredible. That is an incredible piece of my life story, and I want other people to know Jesus as well, on that same level, because it's life-changing. The presence of God in my life has brought a peace through many, many storms and trials, which you guys have also experienced, and you will experience more. So my desire is to have a faith that compels other people to also have faith. And that's my desire for you guys as well. So what what does it mean if something goes viral? It means it's circulated over and over and over until millions and millions of people see that video or read that post. Um, If something goes viral, it's because it was really funny or it was uplifting or maybe it was infuriating. A lot of anger and hate also goes viral in our culture. I would love it for your faith to be viral so that people experience your love, people experience your hope, people experience the peace that you guys have in Jesus Christ, and they want that for themselves so that they can also pass on that faith and that hope. I want your faith in Jesus to be viral. If the early disciples and the apostles that we read about in the book of Acts didn't have a viral faith, we wouldn't be sitting here today. It spread like wildfire. Because the power of God was behind it. Because the love of God was behind it. I want your love for Jesus and for others to go viral. And that's the call for every single person in this room, by the way. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. To profess our faith and to be the love of Christ to the world around us. So that's what Paul is talking about. Paul is talking about this young guy named Timothy. Talking to this young guy named Timothy. Who, who was actually quite a bit younger than most of the other leaders in the church probably were at that time. And so I'm going to read a chunk of this scripture verse you heard this morning again. It's 1 Timothy 4, 9 through, or 12 through 16 is what I'm going to read. He says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, kind of like what we do here in church, to preaching and to teaching. And do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. 
Persevering in your faith is not just about your own salvation. It's about the salvation of your friends and your family and whoever you're going to meet in the coming years of your lives. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. We, we tend to have this, um, this mentality, a lot of people do in the church, that somehow they're not good enough or they haven't had the right experiences to, to really contribute to the body of Christ, right? To really contribute to the world that we live in in a big way. And I think that's a lie. You guys are just as qualified to show your faith and to do big things for the kingdom of God as any other person in this room is. And all of you, you are all equally qualified in Jesus Christ because it's the power of God that has qualified you. Not your own actions, not your own merits. It's through grace by the power of the Holy Spirit. So even though you are young, you still get to set the example for others to follow in Christ. And when the youth of a church set an example, a lot of times the congregation follows. When the youth get excited about something, the congregation gets excited about something, and you feed off of each other. You get to set an example of what it looks like to be passionate about Jesus Christ. You get to devote yourselves to learning God's word and also to proclaiming God's word as you did from the pulpit this morning when you read the verse that spoke to you, that you shared with the congregation. You get to use the gifts that God has given you or is growing in you even right now today to contribute to the family of God, to contribute to the love of Christ being shown to this world. And again, these all go for everyone in this room. You get to experience life in Christ and love in Christ today. Not tomorrow, not when you're a grown-up, not when you graduate from high school, not when you're a legal adult, but today. The same gospel, the same love, the same grace, the same peace in Jesus Christ today. This encouragement from Paul to Timothy is for every single day of your lives. You all have so much potential to show the love of Christ to the world, to proclaim the love of Jesus Christ to the hurting so every single day of your lives are important because you are valuable. God has made you that way. So don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Uh, God gets the trump card. He said you are valuable and you are valuable. He said you are worth it and you are worth it. You are loved by God. You have faith in God that God wants to grow exponentially. You have no idea where God could take you in a year or five years or ten years. But we know we can trust him with our entire lives. So I encourage you not to let your faith take a back seat. Like I said, this is not a graduation. If you graduate from high school, do you ever go back to high school to take classes? No. But that's not what this is. This is the next step on your journey to becoming like Christ, to growing in faith. And it's not going to click. Not all the pieces are going to click today or tomorrow or the next day. But God invites us back every single day to embrace his grace and his love and to be that same grace and love to the world that we live in. There's so many things that we can do and spend time on and spend money on in this world that have no eternal benefit. They're not going to last. But our faith in Jesus Christ is eternal. And some of you shared that this morning. That God is always going to be with you. It's timeless. It's worth more than you can imagine. So I encourage you today, invest in this journey. And to really step up and be leaders in the faith. There's nothing stopping you. I'm not going to stop you. Let's do it. Let's be the love of Christ to the world. Uh, let's, show, let's show our friends and our family and our churches and our communities 
um, that Jesus is important. So much, so much so that we are willing to live our lives for him. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you uh, for your enduring love. Lord, and I thank you that you have planted seeds, that you have grown sprouts, that you have grown plants of faith in these confirmation students here. Lord, I pray that we as a congregation would never drop the ball in continuing to model our faith to these youth in continuing to encourage that their faith be an important part of their lives. Sometimes, all the time, the most important part of their lives. Lord, I pray that we could model um, to our youth in this church and to the world uh, a mentality that, that our youth are today's church, not tomorrow's church. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to grow us, to lead us, to work in us, um, to achieve incredible things for the name of Jesus Christ in this community, in this area, and throughout the world. Lord, we ask um, that you would forgive us where we fall short. We trust in your hope, we trust in your grace, and Lord, we thank you for the incredible love of Jesus Christ. Every single day, that love draws us closer to you, reminds us of our value, and compels us to be the love and the lights of Christ in this world. Let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he encourage you daily in faith, knowing that you can trust him and you can love him. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.